The evacuation has passed, and for now it seems that Marsh Haven has returned to normal. Well, as normal as you can hope for. You know something is different, but that is how it has always been since you first crossed the border into this quirky little town. It's Monday morning, and you open your curtains to what seems like the start of any day in any town in the country. People on their way to work, cars rushing by, and the distinct thrum of commerce and industry. But for two youngsters strolling down the road, tragedy is about to strike. So, so what exactly did he say when the ball went through the window? Wait, well, I mean, like, you know, it's like, uh, oh, Willow, you don't worry about it, everything's fine. Like, you can get the window open or something. But, I mean, it's fine. It's just the window. So do you say everything's fine, or do you say it's fine? Well, no, why would I... It doesn't matter. It's, he, said, he said it's fine. Like, yeah, it's, it's, fine. It's, it's, it's probably not fine. What do you mean? Like, what, who's, I, who, would, who wouldn't say that it was fine? If it weren't fine. He's, 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 he's gonna be mad. I, he's, he's mad. He's not saying anything, but he's mad. But that's... Yeah, that's no, that's ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. Get out of here with that business. No, it's it's what it's what adults say. Like they they say it's fine, but they don't mean it's fine. They mean like they're gonna sit and stew and do something to make you really sorry later. But right now they don't want to deal with you. It's yeah. Well, alright. I mean, okay. Look, look, you know what? Let them come at me. I'm fine. I can handle this. Look, big boy. <laughs> if if you're sure, um, yeah. Oh, okay. Neil's house. See why he failed to show up at his secret rendezvous. Yeah, alright. Yo, Hello. Neil, get your butt out of here so we can like get going. All right, we've been waiting now forever. Neil, hey. come on. Let's That's sit. weird. What? The the door's open. Huh. All right. Hey, you can't just go in! Like, that's that's someone's house! Why not? It's fine. The door's open. That doesn't make it okay. It's still someone else's house. Wait for me! Nobody's here. Neil? Where, where do you think he is? What do we do? The they left their breakfast. Bless it. Neil, where you at? I think we need to call the police. Where's the phone? Fine. Go call. on bikes fans yes it's me jimmy sprinkles aka the angry him once more here <laughs> to gm for you another episode of brits on bikes with me today is eve yo and Sa- uh, cat 
Hi. Every time I get the name <laughs> wrong, don't I? So you may have noticed that we are missing someone today. Unfortunately, Harry has had to step down from the, the Brits on Bikes experience and is off doing his own things. So we wish him well um, and we hope that he's still listening. Hi, Harry. And and yeah, we're going to be carrying on and hopefully um, still have some awesome adventures. So with that in mind, who would like to do a recap? Shotgun not. <laughs> I think we should roll for it. Let's roll for it. Okay, I'm going to use my dice. Odds, it's D. Evens, it's Sally. And it's D. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, see, last one was the big emergency, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we all, we all get tossed out and on the street... Alarms going off. Everybody's walking out towards the, towards like the churchyard. Yo, nobody knows what's going on. There's army guys yelling at everybody. It sucks. And we're all just gathered up in this like little crowded area. You got like the neighborhood watch assholes doing their own thing, and then like these other army guys, but not the army guys that we'd seen earlier. They're also standing around guarding the place. Sally went over and got yelled at by some of them because they didn't want to talk to her. Meanwhile, Dee and Neil watch Seamus making out with a chick, noted a necklace, like they had gotten into some plans, yada yada. We decide, screw it, we're going to go back into town. On our way, we get stopped because we see a guy going into the woods, so of course we gotta chase him down and, like, stop him because that's obviously connected go into the woods uh sneaking about find old uh butterscotch joe uh with lazarus who he has tied to a tree lazarus looking all fucked up and rotten and gross and ugh. so he tries to scare us off we're like screw you and threatening him and whatnot he backs down and asks us to go find a special necklace which, in order to save his weird little rotten friend, <laughs> we opt to go out and do that because we're like, oh, well, we know where that is because we literally just saw it. We go out and mug a, mug a pair of people, uh, shake them down, Seamus and his Swedish girlfriend. They're not happy about it. They get into a fight. Seamus decides he doesn't like us none no more. Um, and get the necklace back. Bring it back, slap it on to old Lazarus there. He's just pretty much instantaneously all better, no more rotten, super chipper about everything. Diabal has a panic attack because magic's real. And everybody goes home. Oh, and Nettles can talk. Yeah, Sally <laughs> yeah. thinks it's all a dream because Nettles was talking and a guy was a zombie and then came back to life. Yeah, and at the moment, does anybody know that Nettles can talk other than you, Sally? I don't think so. No. I, I didn't answer the question. I was just like, this is fine. This is a dream. It's fine. <laughs> right, okay. So, as we've learned from the prologue, Neil has mysteriously disappeared <laughs> along with his family. In the ensuing weeks and months, um, an investigation uh, does take place. Uh, search parties are called, yet there is absolutely no sign of Neil or his family. 
Um, we are now at April the 15th, so time has moved on. You spent a number of days just hanging out. What, was there anything that you guys wanted to do in the interim time? In that time, D has spent a lot of time... Well, okay. Originally, he tried to spend a lot of time at the library trying to read about magic, but then he got bored <laughs> and decided that wasn't worth it. So that it is like... Well, I'll investigate where where Neil went, and started looking into that. And D, let's face it, he's not very smart. <laughs> um, Neil was the so like, operation. He he had two two options: it was either the army guys or Carmel Jack or whatever his name is. Postcard <laughs> <laughs> Jack. He he started trying to spy on them, and just. He ended up getting bored with that because nothing ever seemed to happen. It's just a whole bunch of standing around staring at buildings. Okay, Sally, were you involved as well? <laughs> yeah, Sally would have definitely adopted some of Neil's conspiracy theory thoughts because he must have known something. Something happened. He's gone. And she was already basically his lackey while doing all his investigations. So definitely on the investigating and not finding anything but that doesn't stop her she's still like Dee's not joining her anymore but she's still staring at the buildings that uh lazarus chase is going in and out of and butterscotch joe and other names of npcs that i don't remember okay that all sounds good um i mean uh, is it safe to assume that you guys perhaps did a little bit of recon back at the warehouse site? That would definitely. Okay, yeah. well, let me just give you the, the the rundown there. After the evacuation, you return to the uh, to the warehouse site, and it is now a building site. There are signs up along the boarded fences talking about the Phoenix Plaza, which which was discussed in the last episode. From what you have seen and what you have heard, essentially they're building a, this big shopping and business complex on the old Henderson site. Is there anything that you would like to ask or anything that you might do in terms of researching? Or Is the army still there? The army is not. The army, when you returned there, and I'm assuming that would have been a day or two after the evacuation, um, yeah. there is no army presence there whatsoever. Is it anybody guarding it? Not really. There's a lot of people around, JCBs, diggers, all that kind of jazz. Even um, at night? And have you visited it at night? It's Definitely our probably home. tried. Yeah. Is a hole in the fence still there? Uh, it is not, no. Mm. Obviously, it's been in, been filled in. And if you do go there post sort of six, seven o'clock, what you'll find is all the building equipment and there is just one security guard who patrols the place. But that's easier to break in than the army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they clearly got what they wanted and left. Dean probably sorted around and just never found anything. Dean's <laughs> not very smart. <laughs> okay, so we're going to fast forward in time, and it is the 15th of April, 1974. You are on your way to school, walking down the streets. You may notice a couple of flyers kicking around that are still still up, um, asking for information about the disappearance of the Pratches. But it, it seems to you that, that that investigation has come to a, a kind of slow hole, and nobody seems to be really doing anything about it. As you arrive at school, you walk through the gates as usual, and there is a party of school children in a big crowd along with their teacher. 
It's your teacher, in fact, because today is school trip day. And you oh, guys okay. you guys are going to be heading off to Marsh Haven Civic Hall to see the Marsh Exhibition. Ooh. More um, marshes, yes. Doing her best to maintain control of the class is your form tutor, Morwenna Thistledown. She's an interesting lady. She She's quite popular with the students. She's not like one of those incredibly cool teachers or anything like that. She's quite severe, but she's very fair as well and quite quite kind of forward thinking. What do you guys think of her? I like her. Uh, Dee's neutral. Dee's oh, neutral, okay. That's I mean, high yeah. praise from Dee. Yeah. <laughs> She's just taking the register and trying to make sure that everybody is here. Ah, ah Derek, you've arrived and and Sally. D. Excellent, excellent. D. Yeah, uh, sorry. Sorry, D. I do keep forgetting. You'll have to keep reminding me. I will remember eventually. She peers over your shoulder and uh she says, "Uh, Miss Cadrol, could you please put that young man down and return to the common room?" And as you look over, you can see Veronique Cadrol standing at the gates with Seamus Cole. Oh, they're still together for that, I guess. Yeah, she, well, she kind of floats off. And you notice that she's had a bit of a change of appearance. She strides across the playground in a dark leather trench coat. It's almost as if she's taken on the same kind of look as Seamus. She doesn't, she doesn't stop. She doesn't see you. She just carries on and marches back up into school. Yeah, she makes it look cool, though. <laughs> a lot cooler than Seamus does. Oh, that's, that's a low bar. Mrs. Thistledown claps her hands together. She says, okay, children, listen carefully. Uh, We are heading off to the Civic Hall in just a few minutes, and I want you on your best behaviour. I repeat, your best behaviour. I want no messing around as we walk. I want you safe on the roads, and I want you to make sure that you are with a partner at all times. Do we understand? Yes, miss. All right, miss. Thank you, children. Now, thankfully, we do have Mr. and Mrs. Neep coming along with us today to help support. And as she says those names, you realise you see Malcolm Neep, the the caretaker, standing with a very severe looking woman um, who looks like she's permanently chewing on a lemon. This is Mrs. Neep, Amelia Neep. You do know her because she tends to get herself involved in absolutely everything. She's one of those people. She's the secretary of the people. ETA. She quite often chaperones school discos and visits like this. But essentially, she only really does it because she wants to keep an eye on her husband, who is looking a little bit sheepish and embarrassed. Quite clearly, he is under the thumb of his wife. Is, was he pissed off that D never finished those leaves? Let's roll for it. To be honest, he he pretty much forgot all about it. You know, okay, he, that's good. he knew it was his job anyway. So, so um, Mrs. Thistledown takes point, and you guys head out of the gates. Let's just have a quick look at our map. So, the Civic Hall is approximately here. Okay, oh, right near Microsoft Park. No, Microsoft Microsoft Park is down here. What? I thought Microsoft Park was like, we came down Apple Street along... See, because I thought we went down here for Apple Street, and then we turned a corner. My mistake, yes, you did. And then ended up in Microsoft Park around here. But that space surrounding in the middle of those roads there, that's where Mm -hmm. the Civic Hall is, okay? Okay. 
Um, now, whereabouts are you in the party? Uh, Dee would probably hang out near the back. Yeah, I was going to say, prob- Dee would be dawdling at the back, but Sally would want to be at the front, so this would be quite quite the conflict. Sally, are you going to somehow try and persuade Dee to go and walk next to Mrs Thistledown? I mean, Sally would have been trying, but failing. So, you know, we'd end up at the back. Okay, all right. So, um, yeah, we got much more powerful charm than you. (laughs) Yes. With my D6. Compared to my D4, yes, yes, you do. You're marching along. Do you want to play this out? Is there anything that you guys would be talking about? He's kicking rocks. You're kicking rocks. Okay, no worries. He's been pretty, like, grumpy the past bit of time, yeah grumpy okay can i ask the pair of you to roll flight for me please Ooh, that was bad i rolled a six nine a six and a nine okay d all of a sudden you feel something on the back of your foot and you stumble slightly but you manage to hold your composure a little bit uh sally same thing happens to you but you fall flat on your face much to the hilarity of the three boys that are stood right behind you. Uh, fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's the wanky Yankee and soppy Sally. Missing your boyfriend, are you, Sal? Oh, you, bloody. That's what you know, card for. <laughs> yeah, step down, Serpico. I know people like you, and I'm not interested in what you've got to say. Keep moving, otherwise, Miss might tell you off. Come on now. The three boys. I'm about to make you swallow your own freaking teeth here, alright? Uh, Wanna test bo- me? Let's go. The three boys that you encounter are known bullies. They are Billy Webb, Mickey Spout, and Rupert Nocturne. Rupert is the son of your English teacher, Mrs. Neve Nocturne, who hates everybody. Billy's father is quite well to do in the town and you know that he has a reputation for making people's lives very very difficult. What do you want to do? Well normally this is the kind of situation where D would just punch somebody in the face. Okay. He did promise his mom that he wouldn't get into fights. <laughs> okay. So he, and like if these guys are, have been persistent bullies this is very difficult at this point. <laughs> um, Mickey steps forward. Mickey is, he's a classic provoker and a gossip and a snitch. He loves to light the touch paper of controversy and then step back and claim that it wasn't his fault. He also is in the onset of puberty and his voice is beginning to break. And he looks both of you in the eye and he says, you better keep walking because uh, uh, Miss Thistledown will... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tell you off if you don't. You know that, don't you? Oh, shut up, Mickey Mouse. Who are you calling Mickey Mouse? Um, Sally, can you make a grit roll? Six. Take an adversity token, please. Ooh. By the way, I've reset your adversity tokens. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Time has passed, I'm afraid. Sadness. He just continues to whisper in your ear, and he's like, you better watch what you're saying. I could cause lots of problems for you. Boy, you don't even know what a problem is. Get, get out of here. Billy Go steps forward and he says, listen, wanky Yankee, keep walking, all right? Otherwise, life is going to get very, very difficult for you. Know what I mean? Yeah, these ideas clenching his fists very, very hard. It's taking a lot of effort. Can you make a grit roll for me, please, D? Oh, come on. <laughs> 
that's um that's actually enough you hold your composure a bit and you um stare them all down but you manage not to retaliate after a moment the boys realize that everybody else is moving on and if you don't move soon um mrs thistledown is gonna is gonna give you grief they kind of barge straight between you and march off leaving you right at the back he picks up sally come on let's go i hate those guys Boys are stupid. From nowhere, you suddenly hear a little bark. Shall I set my dog off again? Is that Nettles? Uh, Yeah, Nettles has just come padding around the corner. Now, in in the time since you've had him, Nettles has become something of a a minor celebrity in Marsh Haven. (laughs) Despite your attempts to try and keep him at home when you're at work, uh, when you're at school, Nettles is forever going off on on little walks and and wandering around the place. You've seen him. You've seen him a couple of times come to the school and and um, it's it's given you a little bit of grief. But everybody seems to like the dog. So there's no real hassle too much hassle. Of um, they so- like him. He's so cute. <laughs> yeah. No, like it, he's definitely tried to like lock him inside so he doesn't like go and get hit <laughs> by a car or something. Just no luck. Um Sally, you hear Oh really you should toughen up. This is this is quite ridiculous. You're you're you really are something of a wimp, Sally. I'm, I'm glaring at him because I'm assuming that by this time he's talked to me more than the once and so I'm kind of accepting um, yeah 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 I mean he'll he, he will just ramble at you uh, every time again I mean you're welcome to kind of talk out loud mm. um, but any kind of thoughts or questions that you might have to him will cost you psychic points of right. which he has seven at the moment okay I think I'm just I'm just gonna glare at him okay well he he trots alongside you all the way to the civic hall the just is a picking him up halfway there. Just <laughs> like um, holding them under his arm. All right, then. As you've done so, a few of the children um, in your class have noticed and have wandered over and are, are, are attempting to pet him. Mrs. Thistledown has realized as well, and she <laughs> says, D, 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 how many times do I have to tell you about that dog? You can't bring it with you. <laughs> All right, well, I didn't bring him. He followed me, okay? So it ain't my fault, Miss Thizzle. <sighs> she sighs and says, look, you can take him along to the, the Civic Hall, but he's not going in. Do you understand? There are no yeah, pets allowed in there. Yeah, no problem. I wouldn't dream of it. Very well. Children, come on, hurry up. Leave the dog alone, please. And she continues to march forward. As you are approaching the Civic Hall, you round a corner and all of a sudden a figure comes round just as you are turning around the corner as well, or just as Miss Thistledown turns the corner. He is a a scruffy looking man in uh, tie-dyed dungarees with a long beard, and he's muttering to himself. You can't really hear what he's saying, but he marches through all the kids um, as if he doesn't even notice them. Is this this uh, the Marsh King? It's not the Marsh King, no. Okay. Do I recognize him? Not really. You've seen people like him before in a weird tie-dyed hippie-style outfit, but he's not somebody who you register with. Yeah. He just kind of moves out of the way and goes like, freaking hippies. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, he he passes on his way, and you guys come round the corner to the front of the civic hall, which is right here. Ooh. Again, it's one of those old concrete buildings. Well, I say old, it's fairly modern for 19, 1974. It was probably built maybe 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You've been here before. They they do various things. Um, there is a large hall area that's used to put on shows and plays. That Marsh Haven doesn't have a specific theatre per se, but if there are ever any any types of entertainment going on, they usually ha- housed at the Civic Hall. Do they um, have an Amdram Society? They probably do, yeah. And um, maybe we will create one at some point. But <laughs> um, the only other thing you really know about is the Marsh Mummy exhibition is here and that the mayor does all his work. And speaking of the mayor, as you arrive to the front of the um, Civic Hall, Mayor Hawkins is stood there on the steps. He's there with a woman who is unfamiliar to you, and a group of people similarly dressed like the man who you've just passed. They all look a bit new agey, a bit hippie in style. None of them appears to be under the age of 40. They're all quite considerably older, something that you're not familiar with with the hippie movement because you you know it to be younger people. There's also a, a man holding a notepad and he's got a photographer with him. Miss Thistledown, uh, Mrs. Thistledown, I should say, steps forward and she says, oh, hello, your worship. Uh, I, we, we weren't expecting to see you here. This is a surprise. Wait, um, is that what you guys... Your worship? What? What the hell does that mean? Sally? It's, it's just, it's how you address people. Like who? That's how you address a mayor. It's the mayor. But you don't worship the mayor. It's an honorific. That's a really weird honorific. <laughs> I'm sorry, carry on. <laughs> the mayor warmly greets Mrs. Thistledown and says, Yes, yes, welcome, welcome. I thought I would, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd make sure that, that I was here to, to greet you all before you go on and see our wonderful exhibition. He turns and addresses everybody in the vicinity. It's so wonderful to have such a breadth of generations assembled outside the Civic Hall today. Children, as you look at the relics of the past, so ably led by Miss Erin Schiller, I will be meeting with the Aquarius Association to discuss the future of our little town. Mrs. Agate, would you like to explain to the children what you are doing here today? He addresses one of the women who steps forward and smiles weakly at the mayor and then looks at you with a kind of simpering look. Why, of course, your worship. Good morning, children. My name is Sage Agate, butterfly to my friends, and you can all consider me a friend. I am the president. I am the president of the Aquarius Association, a group of like-minded individuals who wish to do our bit to preserve the environment and open up dialogues regarding alternative and more positive ways of learning to live. Again, she looks round at you. How are you responding to this? Uh, hippies. <laughs> her name her name's Sage and Butterfly. Sage is already a bit hippie-ish. Like, butterflies just, that's just ridiculous. 
Yeah, can I just say the name was created by our lovely patron Porter um, when I was having a mind blank over what to call a hippie. Um, so thank you, Porter. All right, she um, she continues. Now, children, how many of you have heard of the United Nations? Oh, I have. Good, good. Well, did you know that next year the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization or UNESCO for short, she's really patronising, will start recognising and protecting places of world cultural and natural heritage. Mayor Hawkins has given the Aquarius Association the honour of uh, proposing that our marshes be recognised as a world heritage site. And it is this proposal that we have brought to the mayor today. As she says proposal, um, another of the hippies staggers forward with a massive file, which looks like it's got loads and loads of paperwork. The mayor looks at it a bit awkwardly and and then looks back at at the children. And he says, furthermore, thanks to a generous donation from the Spruce Foundation, our very own Marsh Exhibition will be getting its own space, along with offices for Miss Schiller, who will become the exhibition's full-time curator. Mrs. Thistledown kind of looks and says, "Oh, that's wonderful! Um, it would be it would be fantastic to clean up the old uh, the old exhibition." And the the mayor says, "Why, indeed? Well, it's going to be moved across town to uh, to the Phoenix Plaza." Ooh. Oh, yay! Oh, I don't like this Phoenix Plaza. It's very dodgy. It's suspicious. Yeah, well, it's evil. It's clearly evil. <laughs> suspicious. The mayor says, right then, children, how about we take a little bit of a photograph? And he gestures to the photographer and the reporter, Mr. Frank Perkins, who are stood to one side sharing a cigarette. Mrs. Thistletown bustles you along and forces you to all stand on the steps of the Civic Hall. The photographer, as only local press photographers do, asks you to make kind of cheesy smiles and wavy hands as um, the hippie holding the file stages a handing over of the file to Mayor Hawkins. Sally is trying to hide from the camera. He snaps a few photographs and the mayor nods and says, well, have a lovely day, children. I hope you enjoy yourselves and you learn something that you have never learned before. And he gestures to the Aquarius Association and they march off into the building, leaving you with the adults, including Miss Schiller. I just um, want to point out that these eyes are closed in every one of those faces. <laughs> <laughs> so Erin Schiller is a small woman with jet black shoulder length hair. She wears quite thick glasses, which seem slightly askew and big for her face. Her eyes dart around nervously and um, she strikes you as not being the sort of person who is very comfortable among other people. Um, um, hello, children. Uh... Have uh, have any of you been here before? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, we shall we shall teach you something about the history of Marsh Haven and some of the incredible things that uh, uh, that the town has done over the course of the years. Um, if you'd like to follow me, and she she escorts you into the building and through to the exhibition site. Am, am I still towards the back? Um. Yeah, you are. Okay, I put I put nettles in my bag. <laughs> you are putting nettles in your bag. Okay. Yeah. Make a some kind of concealment. Would that be grit? I think it would be, yeah. Make a grit roll for me. 
that's the nine okay you managed to get nettles in and your your face just goes completely blank and you (laughs) try your very best to to stay completely calm as you pass mrs thistledown who's escorting people in as you go past mrs thistledown looks down the steps and and you can see her her mind working kind of thinking (laughs) where's the dog dog? (laughs) (laughs) but she she doesn't say anything to you and you go in as you enter the civic hall there is a large open reception area and an, an elderly lady just working on some paperwork doing civic hall type things and miss schiller takes you through a door into the exhibition space it's dated it's very it's very old looking it's a little bit threadbare but it is crammed full of stuff and there are exhibition cases all around at the center is a large exhibition case which houses something that you've seen before um something that marsh haven prides itself on and that is the marsh mummy and there is a withered decrepit human-like figure that seems to have been preserved in uh in marsh haven's famous famous bogs worse (laughs) okay i want you to paint the picture for me then what do you go and see what what sort of things do you find in the museum uh, these go straight for the for the peat mummy. Make okay. jokes about beef jerky. Does does D think that his name is Pete? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It's <laughs> <laughs> Pete the mummy. <laughs> I think Sally would be uh, looking at. So they probably have like a collection of old postcards somewhere because these places always have like a po- collection of old postcards of the area. Of and she'll be looking at one that's like looks like old streets and trying to find her house, which doesn't exist because it wouldn't have been built at the time that the postcard was like done. Okay, okay, that sounds good. All right, D, anything that you see? Eat that, eat that, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know much about like uh, like small, (laughs) uh, small town England. Like, (laughs) like, what do you guys have? Because I know around here, like, these kinds of places tend to have things like model railways. You'd get them as well. Oh, like, things like old, old like, tin soldiers and, like, collections. Jimmy, of... or is he just standing really still? Oh, shit, I think he might. Is he gone? No, I'm No, just he's just still. listening intently. Yeah, he's very still. <laughs> like, it can I, be quite I, calm sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the the ones I've been to, they always have like a collection of old children's toys, maybe a collection of like old doors or something like just bits that have been looted from old parts of the town, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, like, because uh, I mean, like, yeah, like we we end up with like model cities and whatnot. Mm. Okay, I don't I don't know <laughs> what y'all have over there for your your little shitty small town museums. <laughs> Well, don't you have all those all those weird things in the middle of nowhere, like the world's biggest cheese wheel and stuff? Yeah, like yeah. Like we got a bunch of we got a bunch of roadside attractions because like, <laughs> otherwise the highways are completely fucking empty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. Miss Schiller, after you've had a little look around quickly, as most children do when they go to museums, it's like literally whiz round and don't pay attention to anything. Miss Schiller says to you, now, children, um, there is something that Marsh Haven is very, very famous for. How many of you are familiar with, uh, with Marsh Stone? Oh, no? No. 
Um, well, it's 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 quite a rare occurrence, but there 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 are a few examples in the museum. Allow me to show you. And as she starts talking about it, she becomes a little bit more animated, and she obviously knows what she's talking about. So she steps across to a display case and shows you a few examples of pieces of what looks to you like pieces of rock in a Very variety, in a variety <laughs> of different shapes. She said, "Now." Marsh stone is, is very unique to Marsh Haven because, as we know, before the town was here, this was all marshland. And the marsh itself has a very large phosphorus content. And over the course of millions and millions of years, some of this content actually embedded itself within some of these stones, creating a strange luminescence to, to some of the rocks. Now, the conditions had to be very, very right for this to happen. But we do have a few examples here today. And she shows you a hexagonal shaped piece of rock. And you can see some very, very thin lines that almost look like the shape of the Marsh Haven emblem, the reeds. Ooh. And she says, you see the reed shapes there? Well, um, those are actually phosphorus veins. And in certain circumstances, they will become more prominent and almost give off a very, very, very faint glow. This piece in particular was supposedly taken from the same piece of stone as, as Marsh Rock which I'm sure you've all seen in town. Yeah, that's the one that break our feeties, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> yep. The, yeah. These are already written on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. I mean, Sally's eyes have glazed over and doesn't give a shit, yeah. but I think it's cool. Do you smack Sally's arm? Maybe a little bit too hard? Ow! That, that's, that's got the... Uh, the the same thing as like that necklace that was magic. You think that's magic? Ooh, maybe. I what what thing? The walk. <laughs> yeah, but the what what necklace? The the one necklace doing, you know, with the the zombie guy. I, I see. It was two months ago, and Sally's pretty sure it was a dream. So it, I, I, we talked about this. <laughs> But I, yeah, it's, it's it's not real. It's definitely real. I saw it. Uh, okay, maybe it is magic. I mean, your dog can. T oh, um, I mean, it's magic. <laughs> it's definitely magic. Okay, you gotta steal it. <laughs> Don't st you can't steal it. It's in a museum. Um, Michelle looks um around the room and she says, "Oh, um, are there are there any questions at all before we move on?" Derails his hand before he even thinks about it. <laughs> Oh, um, yes, the, 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 the tall gentleman at the back. Is that magic? <laughs> magic? What do you yeah, mean? Because do things. Well, not really, no. But it's, it's funny you should talk about more new age theories because um, one of the most fascinating things about the town is that there are numerous ley lines. Do you know what ley lines are? No. Ley lines are... Well, from my perspective as a scientist, they are simply... Uh, Full of uh, shit. 
(laughs) (laughs) They are ancient pathways trod by civilizations before the Romans came along and built roads. But there are some people who believe that the ley lines have a have a more mystical quality. And in fact, most interestingly, there is a a set of intersecting ley lines around Marsh Rock in the centre of town. Funnily enough, all of the swear words follow the points. Does does that answer your question? Yeah, I I, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've never seen magic myself, young man. I think you know that's uh, that's something of a flight of fancy. You know, I'm a I'm a big <laughs> believer in science. <laughs> Definitely saw magic. She um, continues to uh, walk you round the site in a slightly more leisurely pace than you first investigated. She talks to you about um, the preservation process of of the of the mummy how it has stayed so well preserved over hundreds and hundreds of years. She shows you examples of old texts, like charters that were made at the founding of Marsh Haven. She also shows you an old tablet. We believe that this tablet predates the Anglo-Saxon period and roughly translated, it's a, it's a simple rhyme, a simple poem that says, Water, air, fire and earth, the elemental marsh gives birth. There have been many interpretations of this over the last few hundred years, but I just think that it's something that unites the town. Having the four main elements before actual elements were discovered within the poem talks about the strength and the power of the marsh itself oh it's a spell yeah, <laughs> yeah no like telling you Sally there's some magical stuff <laughs> in this room that we should steal it's just, oh it's, it's a museum we can't steal it what would we even do with it I don't even know <laughs> it's just, does Nettles have any anything to say? Um, actually, I am going to roll a grit roll for Nettles. But... Oh dear. <laughs> um, as Miss Schiller is talking about the poem, Nettles la- lets out a bit of a bark and starts <laughs> fidgeting around. And the moment she hears it, Miss Thistledown uh, looks directly at you and is like, Derek, do you have that dog with you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell me the truth now. Am I going to have to make you open your bag? I am speaking the utmost truth. Please open your bag, Derek. Eh, come on. Like, you don't believe me now? Make a really good grit roll. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that we were friends. I am your teacher, Derek, and you <laughs> need to do as you're told. I rolled a one. You rolled a one? Oh, no. I rolled a one. Um... <laughs> You know there's no way of getting out of this and you hand the bag over um, and, and Nettles kind of pops his head out <laughs> and looks like as if to say, what? What have I done? Uh, yeah, um, before I even get the bag off, Nettles is poking his head out. Okay. Mrs. Thistledown says, we shall have words when we get back to school, Derek. Now go and take <laughs> your dog outside. All right, fine. Come on, let's uh- go. Can I ask where the toilets are at this moment to conveniently sneak out with them? Yeah, that's fine. Erin directs you back out the exhibition door. Thank you. You head out of the uh, civic hall. What are you going to do with with nettles? Seven down, be like, I right, go on, go home. 
okay. be done in a bit. As you walk outside and put nettles on the ground, he sits down, just looks up at you and doesn't look like he's going to move. But across the road are two figures. There is a woman dressed in black with long hair sat on a motorcycle. Behind her is a, uh, a man dressed in black with a large beard and a bandana around his head. And as you guys come out, they look at you and just drive off. Oh, that's weird. What a motorcycle. Mrs. Thistledown pokes her head out the door and says, you two, back inside, it's time for lunch. Yeah, all right. Go on, nettle soup. Have um, fun. Yeah. Nettles scurries around the corner, but you know that he's not going to be too far away. Mrs. Thistledown takes you to the um, to what has been designated your lunch area. What did you guys bring with you for lunch? Jam sandwiches. <laughs> Naturally. That's well, what, what does uh, what does Uncle Tommy have in the fridge? He's still he's he's not really used to caring for a young person, so he's he's still woefully unprepared in terms of making lunch for you. So when you open your tuck box, you find um, some crackers, a slab of cheese, and an apple. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you while away a good kind of forty minutes in this rather bare old office that that seems to be unused, along with the other children. Billy and his cronies have poked a little bit at you and are just giving you the eye and pointing and laughing at you, but they're not giving you any jip like they were before. Um, the flips of the bird. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> you're okay um <laughs> you're in the the office eating your lunch uh miss thistledown mr neep and the uh po-faced rather miserable and grumpy looking amelia neep is there with with you as well as you're just about to finish off and miss thistledown is getting you all together and just doing a quick head count erin schiller comes back and closes the door she looks very very pale uh mrs thistledown might I, might I have a word? You can see the two of them talking quietly when Mrs. Thistledown looks up. Children, I have some rather distressing news. It appears something has gone missing from the exhibition. Now, I don't for a moment think that it would be one of my children from school who would do this, but... For our own assurances, let's just make sure, shall we? And so help me God, if there is anything in your bag that doesn't belong there, I will be very, very angry. I did not bring my gun. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it clear, I have not been bringing my gun to school. That's fine, that's fine. Good. Yeah, I think even Dee's not stupid enough to do that. No. She, he does have the, the, the cigarettes, though. The, the same old... <laughs> stale pack as as he had gotten yeah. like in our first little adventure okay you kind of left anything? at the bottom so they're kind of crushed up are you gonna do anything about concealing them or just leave them probably forgot about them honestly okay so the adults in the room start looking through your bags just to double check that there is nothing in there that belongs to the museum mr mr neep is responsible for looking through your bags and when he comes across the cigarettes he pulls them out looks at you and pockets them <laughs> okay He's gonna love those later. I don't know if you've ever smoked a stale cigarette. They are disgusting, and it's the worst thing ever. 
at this point, the mayor has come down, followed by Sage Gate as well. Um, and he's looking really, really mad. What's this? Sorry, that's not his voice. Let me try that one again. What's this? What's going on? What have you children be do- doing? I invite you into my home and you steal from me. You steal. Um, she and lives Michelle, here? Miss Schiller um, steps up and says, um, we haven't found anything, Your Honour. I don't think it's them. Oh, 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 right. Okay. I understand. Um, Miss Schiller is is physically shaking and, and she's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, we've got to find it. That item is priceless. What? What is Missing. it? Um, the marsh stone. The marsh stone has disappeared. <laughs> and we're going to leave it there for tonight, okay? Uh, Sa- Sally is accusing Dee, like glaring at him with accusation. Just, you you wanted to nothing. steal it. Nothing. You wanted to steal it. Okay, yeah, so Dee wants to steal. Dee's kind of pissed off that he can't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the realms of setup with this episode. There was lots of kind of exposition and stuff going on. Um, but how was that? Was that okay? Yeah. yeah. I, had a, cool, cool, cool. I had a very fun time. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Before we leave, do we have any shout outs, reviews, anything people want to, uh, any, any, any podcasts that people want to uh, big up whilst we're here? Uh... I haven't really gotten into any new ones as of late. I probably should, but I've been sleepy. I haven't been doing my homework. But I, in my defense, I've been ill and I've been reading actual books. A couple of shout-outs from me. I want to say, um, guys, if, you, if you're looking for some new podcast material, I would highly recommend Stella Arcanum, um, who are an awesome D&D in space podcast. Also, from an audio drama point of view, check out The Orphans I don't want to give anything away, but but the Orphans audio drama, just phenomenal. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. It's kind of dystopian sci-fi, but absolutely brilliant. Yep, so that's my shout-outs for today. We are going to leave it there, and hopefully we shall return in two weeks' time with episode six, and hopefully we might even uncover the stone. So from me, Jimmy Sprinkles, uh, it's goodbye, and from Eve, peace, and from Kat, See ya. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hello listeners, it's Jimmy again, who has finally gotten around to scripting a little outro bit rather than just blathering on at the end of every session. There's been a lot of developments going on at Bob Towers that we are super excited to share with you. And first up, as of yesterday, the 25th of February, we launched the Brits on Bikes website. Head on over to www.britsonbikes.com to listen to the podcast, find out about our ever-growing cast of characters and check out my attempts at exploring the world of kids on bikes. Patreon subscribers will also have exclusive access to the Marsh Haven news page, which will keep you up to date with all the goings on around town. If you're not a patron, you can always hear snippets of info from the paper's very own Twitter account at Marsh Haven News. And speaking of Patreon, there is a lot of additional content to be found on there now as well. 
for less than the price of a cup of coffee, you'll be able to check out the D-tapes, Nettles Fireside Chats, the first episode of which is currently open to everybody, and gain additional insight into our mysterious little world. Head on over to patreon.com slash britsonbikes to check out our range of rewards. But honestly, the best thing, the very best thing you could do to support us is to share with your friends and write a review. We want to reach as many people as possible, and it is your love and enthusiasm for Brits on Bikes that will help us reach those folks. Finally, if you haven't already done so, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Brits underscore bikes for news on releases and developments. Keep on biking.